Welcome to the Grind Masculine Podcast with me, your host, Finn McKenna Fox. I'm here on a mission to transform the everyday man into a confident leader so they can show up in their truth and in their power for themselves, for their families, in their career, and for the collective as a whole. I'm super excited to be able to share conscious conversations with some good friends and awesome guest experts. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to continuing this journey together. Hey guys, Finn here and welcome to another episode of the Grounded Masculine Podcast. So today I'm super excited to have my guest Ben Butfield on the episode and he just shares a really, really awesome story for like how he stepped into working in men's work over the last decade or so and like how that has come about um, from his previous life um, when he was connected with both gangs and bikies and like in the nightclub scene and it was a really, really refreshing, beautiful conversation that we were able to have um, where we just talked into like what is men's work in today's, in today's world and like how can we make it more accessible to guys um, so that the two of us like Ben comes as a comes as a background as a therapist and myself as a therapist um, like and how we have been merging a step more into this field it gets really breath of fresh air to be able to connect with him and hear more of his experience and journey within that um, and yeah like so really excited um, for your feedback on this and I hope you get a lot of value from it and if you have any questions at all feel free to reach out and uh, connect either myself with, or Ben and have a beautiful day Sweet. Welcome, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Grounded Masculine Podcast. I'm stoked to have my guest here today, Ben, and to share a bit of his story. So, yeah, like we've been chatting for a little while through the beauty of social media. And yeah, yeah like we just had a really good connection straight off the bat and um, had some really nice conversations and thought it'd be awesome to invite you on and share a bit about your story and um, why you do what you do. So welcome, Ben. Thanks, Finn. Stoked to finally connect with you, mate. Yeah, so good. So good. Um, so yeah, like before we get into the nitty-gritty of your story and stuff like <laughs> that, one of the questions I like asking um the guys that I have on is what does being grounded mean to you? Yeah, that's a that's a tough question, I reckon, Finn. Mm. Part of it for me, having a sense of purpose, I reckon that's a big part of being grounded. Yeah. That's something that I've been well stoked to, to finally make happen for myself, but only in the last couple of years. Authenticity, I think, is a big one for me too, Finn. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's probably a prerequisite really from my uh brief reflection on it being authentic i don't know how well for me yeah i need to be being authentic for me to be grounded otherwise i guess i'm pretending and therefore if i'm pretending i think that that yeah that precludes me from being from being grounded for sure so sense of purpose authenticity I'm big on community too, Finn. Mm, yeah. Although, I, so I'm, yeah, I feel like community is important for me. <clears throat> I feel like, though, that I'm kind of externalizing that, though, by sort of saying I feel like I need to have or a good sense of community to feel grounded. So I'm going to go with that, though. Maybe that's just where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, no, yeah. that's perfect. I like that. I really like that. And yeah, like I think as you're saying, it's like having that authenticity is a massive one. It's like, because again, it's like if you're wearing a mask, it's like you're not going to be fully showing up as yourself. So you're going to be rocked. There's going to be rocky foundations there because there's something either you're hiding from or you're running away from or you're not when you're fully not owning within yourself. So it's, yeah, like it's a really, really important one to kind of look at. Um, yeah, so thanks for sharing that, man. And yeah, like with the purpose is purpose is huge, especially like for the masculine is like to be able to have that vision of what it is that you're doing and why you're here. Um, it just helps you, just gives you so much more of that focus and attention that you want to be working for. So yeah, beautiful. Totally, totally. 
Cool. Awesome, man. So yeah, let's let's share a little bit about yourself, man. Um, like yeah, like whenever we connected, like um, it was really cool. Like when our first conversations was talking, is like you're you've been doing men's work for a while, and like you come from a therapist background as well. So like the, I think the two of us, when we both heard that, I was like, oh, cool. It's like it's it's really interesting. It's like working with the body, but then working with more of the the different aspects of the men's work and being able to see how the two merge in between each other is really powerful. Um, so yeah, I'd like to share a little bit about your own journey and what got you to where you are now. Sure, Finn. I've been doing men's work for about 10, almost 10 years. I, I was living in Melbourne 10 years ago. I'd moved there. I was was really little. I was living on my own. I'd, I'd split up with the woman of my, I thought was the woman, one of my dreams. I was going to marry her. I went to Melbourne. I got fired from a job. I was, I was really, uh, I was looking for stuff outside of myself. And I actually went part of, so I went and lived right in South Yarra, like in the, the party kind of uh, district of Melbourne. And I was living in this apartment that had over this, this apartment block that had, had over 500 building 500 apartments in it and the, the point of this was i was really lost i was really looking for stuff outside of myself and then so i was already in a, kind of in a well I was, I was already in a bad way and then i split up with this woman and i got fired from a job and and i was really isolated i had a couple of good mates in melbourne but they lived way out they had young families and i was really struggling so Luckily, putting my hand up and asking for help <clears throat> is something I'm fine with. I've had lots of therapy. I'm a big fan of therapy. Mm. I went and found a, 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 like a new psychologist in Melbourne, and yeah. he was awesome. This funny little Israeli guy who introduced me to the world of positive psychology, that yeah. kind of that frame of reference. Yeah. And he said to me, well, he gave me the idea of if you've ever been to a men's group, I had no idea what it was. Mm. I think a big part of it for him was realizing my kind of isolation uh, and, and, and so offering that sense of community, no doubt a lot of other things. Went along to that, Finn, and the first time I sat in, in a circle, I was just like, this is what, you know, I've been looking for this. I feel like I've been looking for this uh, for, for a long time. And also I've spoken to you a little bit about prior to that, I... Yeah, in my 20s in particular, I, I started martial arts early on in my life. I got into drugs really early. I got into nightclub security. I started bouncing at 17. I'm still not sure how that happened exactly. I think back in those days, there were no licenses. It was kind yeah. of weird. But anyway, so and through that, I got introduced to outlaw motorcycle gangs, uh, gangsters, um, and nightclub bounces that whole that whole community so mm. i i also was really disconnected from why i've got a great family i don't have the emotional intimacy and friendship i'd really like with my dad and that's mm. been a struggle for me for a long time so i guess if i'm just putting together that the mosaic of where i was at at that time you know and being early 20s like only just out of my teens which in my experience, teenagehood is a tough time. People are usually trying to work out who they are and what's going on. Mm. And then drugs and, and, and then sort of real, really like a sense of kind of power from doing nightclub security and hanging out with gangsters and just getting caught up in all of that because I was looking for... Um, I was looking for external validation you know, I didn't feel great about who I was. And so I was trying all these things. I was looking for a sense of belonging too. So I saw outlaw motorcycle clubs. And initially when I first uh, started spending time with them, I saw, I guess, what, what the way that uh, I feel like they sell themselves, which is a brotherhood and a community and a belonging. And, you know, now... And like there are elements of that, but you know I have a very different view on that. And I suppose what I'm saying is that at the start I I saw what I wanted to Finn, and then after quite a few years of being involved with that sort of crew, I you know I, I now have a, a different perspective on it. Yeah. But so what I'm saying too is to to bring that to a close is that 
I sat in a men's circle and I want, and I kind of said, it was sitting there going, I wanted this kind of community, this belonging. I wanted men to be with men that, that could reach out, that could, could, could be supportive, that I could actually bring my kind of my true self to. Mm. And I'd been looking, I hadn't actually, of course, hadn't been looking for that from, from, from gangsters, but I'd still, there was a, a whole lot of, <clears throat> I was still looking for a sense of belonging, of course, from from that whole kind of gang world. And, and it was, yeah, literally the first time I sat. And, I, you know, certainly I had a, of course, I had some degree of awareness at the time. But there was just something when I first, when I sat in my first circle, I just went, wow, like, like this, this is, you know, this, this is what I've actually been looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, it changed my life, in, which is why for me now, uh, yeah, I think still for me that my main sense of purpose is cultural change around masculinity because mm. this kind of men's work is still a subculture in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I don't... Um, it's Everyone's got to choose their own journey, of course. So I'm not, I'm not wanting to... I'm just wanting to offer what we do in kind of in the men's workspace to, to every man. And of course, you know, he chooses whether or not that's the right thing. Yeah. So, but uh, I guess, yeah, it was such a revelation to me to be able to go or to, to experience. There are, there are large communities of men doing masculinity in a way that works much, much better for me compared mm. to my perspective of the, the, the still kind of dominant paradigms that, yeah. that I believe we are still taught about masculinity so so that's yeah a little bit about the the, the incredible impact men's work has had on me and hence why i'm uh doing something similar to you Finn. so there you go awesome man like yeah like there's so many different areas in there like you can just see where like it's why it has stemmed into so many different aspects of your life like as you're saying it's like when you're growing up like you didn't have that emotional intelligence that you you were seeking you didn't have that connection that validation when you were growing up and stuff so like of course like we're going to be seeking that elsewhere but again without that emotional intelligence like you're going to be just looking at where is what's in your sphere so then like as you're like like in the nightclubs working in there and then like you've seen and like from the far you would have just seen like the the bikers you would have seen like, the groups the brotherhood that was there like that would have been taking so much of your boxes around the like that's like that was the level of what your awareness was and like it was something that you were like a core need that you were seeking within yourself you saw that so that's where that would have been that big need and that connection and draw being pulled towards that sort of area with it um but yeah like it's been it's really interesting it's like as you have delve more into that world and being able to see it from an inner inside perspective as like and then as you're changing and growing and evolving in yourself you're like all right actually this is where i need to step away from that um but like it's like it's, as you stepped away you're still seeking what it was that led you down that path and it, it's really cool to see how you've come full circle in that to being able to find the men's work and that brotherhood from a different perspective and from a like it's yeah like a healthier perspective as such but um yeah it's awesome dude yeah, totally. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a key part of my story, Finn, which I think is is valuable. But uh, mm. it's also crazy to me to look back, and yeah. So I was that I was so lost that I spent I spent I spent like you know this wasn't it was like over ten years, so it wasn't you know it wasn't sort of like I don't know six months kind of going oh I'll, I'll give that a go. Yeah. But it, but it just and just to something that you said, uh, uh, I've actually always really had high emotional intelligence. I said I didn't have the emotional intimacy I wanted with my dad. So and my point with that Finn is that I was so um, you know that, that I was so part of the challenge for me was having high emotional in, in, in intelligence mm. and being unable to find men that I could actually that I could connect with in that way. Yeah. So again, it actually shows how lost I was that I chose to kind of suppress that by looking for belonging in a world that, that totally does not, you know, emotional intelligence is not, it's not valued yeah. at all in, in that world. So yeah, I just thought it was interesting to kind of pick up on something you'd said and actually having high emotional intelligence actually could have made it worse in, in, yeah. in, in when I was in that lost phase. So yeah. yeah. 
So sorry, my uh, my staffy is just uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry, mate. That's good. Um. So yeah, like I'd love to like hear a little bit more around that. Like in looking at the contrast and the similarities that you would have experienced while like you're in like more like with like back in that previous aspect of yourself, like in the gangs and seeing that whole side of the connection, the brotherhood and stuff was in there. And like, what's the, like, the similarities that you see there that is in with like the healthier side of like the men's work sort of things. But then, then there's a kind of two part question. And from that, what was the thing that changed for you that you was like, right, I need to actually separate myself from this. Yeah. The, I didn't have sort of a life changing um experience that made me want to move away from it It actually just kind of it it petered out really i essentially i I got old and i stopped working at night i stopped you know taking drugs was just uh, the life cycle with that for me finished you do it when when you're young it's fine and you sort of recover from it and then as well as yeah this i'll generalize as we get older it gets a lot harder to do that so yeah, I, I, I kind of, in some ways, like to be able to say, yeah, I had this experience and this, and I almost got shot or whatever, and I went, well, this is not right, but that's actually not what happened. It just, I just got sick of it, and I slowly, I just slowly moved away from it. I stopped dealing drugs. I stopped taking drugs. I stopped working at night. I suppose, and in those stages, I just, and that's what I had in common with most of the men in particular I was spending time with. So when that evaporated, it was just like there was no substance in the, the, the friendships I had. So that's so yeah. And I'd also kind of like to be able to say, yeah, I was still doing that. And I went to my first men's circle and then went, well, what am I doing? But that happened quite a while after I, you know, it's, it's like years after I actually stopped uh, stopped being involved in that world. Yeah. So that's kind of the sort of unsexy uh, uh way that, that panned out the similarities there aren't many mate for me i don't think <clears throat> other than a sense of belonging and community yeah that's really it finn i don't yeah. yeah for me like that whole world that that gang world is it's all about it's all about it's based on power and greed and and violence and intimidation and ego. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's the absolute antithesis of what men's stuff is all about. So yeah. the, uh, the the what's valued in the in the two worlds are mostly totally yeah. um, at odds with one another. So even you know that whole thing of loyalty, like it's funny that that. that doesn't come up for me in men's stuff. I think because, yeah, I don't know why that is, but uh, I, I guess for me, maybe that, that the world, it's, it's healthier. So mm. loyalty kind of doesn't come up because it's not, there's no division. I, yeah, look, I don't know. I won't, I won't go off on that tangent, but <laughs> I guess I was just trying to sort of say a lot of people would kind of go, well, you got two groups of men, loyalty, is, is often sort of one of those kind of masculine yeah. values, I suppose. But yeah, that's that's sort of not a thing. And and really for me in that in that in that outlaw world, loyalty is uh, it's not in my experience, it's not what it looks like. Mm. Uh, that the loyalty is not there. That that the greed and greed and ego is what surpasses that. So yeah. and again, that's just my experience of it. So um, yeah. So look really a sense of community and belonging in terms of commonality between the two and beyond that i don't mm. uh, I, I i really wouldn't identify anything yeah no it's so interesting man i can i can just imagine like with that being part of like your journey and your experience and stuff like that like it's just like yeah it just brings so much more value to like who you are now and how you're able to help other <clears> men and share sharing aspects of your story and stuff like that it's like yeah like i think it's one of the things as you touched on at the very start it's making men's work more approachable to the average 
average fella like it's i think it's something that's really important with it whereas like it's something like we are seeing more and more of it in, in like more recent times whereas like at the start it was very like woo woo or very kind of like oh like i can't go there like like you need to be like you need to be more have more of that emotional intelligence and being able to open up and ask for help and doing that sort of stuff whereas now it's like there's more guys who are actually showing up and being able to be vulnerable being able to be open and being able to just be real with each other and I think that's one of the big things. It's it's being that gap or bridging that gap between like what men think and what they actually support the need, um, which is really interesting. Totally, Finn. Yeah, I I don't know that much about Russell Brand to be honest, but w- what I know of him, I, I love that. I, in my perception, is he keeps spirituality real, <laughs> and I think that you know that's sort of part of my uh, that's sort of part of my ethos, not yeah. uh, kind of an undercurrent. And I guess my point is just to, it dovetails with what you just said, Finn, in that yeah. uh, yeah, I, there's so much value in, in kind of men's work and the self-exploration and growth that comes from it, for sure. Mm. Uh, the, the challenge for me at times is that the spiritual world and, and again, you know, all, all subcultures have a vernacular that go with them and, so I, I do at times struggle with just you know the, the you know the divine masculine and and those kind of stuff which I just I feel like that that's really quite distancing for yeah for, for potentially for a lot of people. So anyway, my point is yeah I, I really um, my approach with this stuff is uh, that, it, that it, well it's it's authentic and genuine I suppose and again it's just in my opinion there's. There's a whole lot of language yeah. and behavior that goes along with it that, as you just sort of said, you know, it, it can be really distancing from, from a lot of people. So yeah. I totally agree with you on that. That is part of my Russell yeah. Brand keeping it real ethos. Yeah. And that's it. Like, it's absolutely love Russell Brand. Like, it's, I think it's, it's coming from our, like, like, you've known him from like dead dotted back in the crazy years and stuff. And like, yeah, like, it's, as you said, it's like how he explains it and breaks it down. It just makes it more, it's like, actually, that's what it is. Um, yeah and like i know for myself from my own journey like it's like whenever i started to kind of like exploring myself a lot more and going down more of the personal development the spiritual world it's like i went down like more of that like woo woo with such side like more of like the spiritual side walking through that and it was like there's not it's it doesn't feel like there, it's amazing to see some of that but there's a lot of people who are getting caught up in the light and love um Whereas like you need to come back down to earth, like you need to be more grounded in what's happening with it. Like, I can know a big part of my story was, is like, I was doing all of that seeking change and seeking growth from all of that side of stuff. But like, I was actually avoiding going into the darkness that was there, going into like the shit that was there deep down. And it wasn't until for me that I like, uh, connected in with more specifically like the men's work and like more like the Carl Jung's style of working with the shadows and, and the archetype that's whenever and a lot of things kind of click in place for me um so it's nearly like it's going to like extremes to be able to find where that middle ground is for each and every one of us and that's different for every for every person um and it's like the work that i do now it's like i feel like it's a really grounded approach to show guys be able to walk guys through processes that like yeah we can tap into different aspects of that but then it's looking at like where you're coming from as well and making sure you're feeling comfortable doing that because Beautiful. again like there's so many like it is easy to get caught up in all of the other like the depths of men's work as such and it's like i've got certain things that like it kind of like it's like when people are like oh doing the work all is doing the work you need to be doing the work and it's like you need to actually just be as well um and it's one of the things and in recent times like i've been really craving a lot of this from myself and that community so like even like last month like we organized a big gather gathering of loads of guys in perth because like perth is like for us most isolated city it's a very forward thinking city like in like people doing this sort of work with it um and like there's a whole bunch of different guys and different groups who have been doing this sort of work um but we all know each other just from the workshops and the big experiences and stuff so as they organized like a camp out for just or just to come and just be guys to hang around by the fire and just shoot the shit. And it was such a breath of fresh air being able to do that and create that space for people. Because again, there's like there's so many of them like like when we just have conversations, it's just more get caught in like the, the doing the work side of things rather than just being. 
Um, and like, I think it's a big thing. There's like more and more guys being able to see that and know that these are the stepping stones that we can take. You don't have to go to that extreme. You don't have to do all this stuff, but it's just as long as you're taking one foot forward, um, like that's where the magic happens with it. Yeah, beautiful. Two things that strike me with that, Finn. One is, so, so one of the things that I find really hard about the spiritual community is, and it's not just those that community, of course, but that whole sort of what I describe anyway is kind of the the sort of the, the false, well, yeah, yeah, the false positivity thing where it doesn't matter what happens to you, you're always there's sort of the expectation of um, uh, how do I describe it? You're always sort of like kind of not like yeah, not acknowledging when things are tough, and particularly not acknowledging shadow stuff and 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 trauma and, and baggage. And I think that's, I think for me, that's really inauthentic. So, yeah. mm. so that, that's one thing that, yeah, I, I, I kind of think I agree with you on, on that point for sure. The other point was for me that, so a key thing for me, Finn, was, and this awesome little Israeli psychologist, he, he said this to me. We were, I was having a session with him at one point and I was, I don't even know what I was saying. He was super direct. And he just, he, just, he just cut me off and he goes, Ben, are you afraid of men? You know, and he just immediately, I was, like, I was like, how ridiculous is that? And I started going, no, that's ridiculous. And I was kind of, you know, um, deflecting it and avoiding it. And then I stopped for about 10 seconds and I went, I went, yeah, like absolutely. And I owned it. That was super confronting. And my point, Finn, is... So men's work has, like I've done a, a 180 on my relationship with men in general. Mm. So the thought of going away like you did with a bunch of guys for, you know, for a, a night, I mean, an afternoon, overnight, a weekend, whatever. Uh, yeah. 10 years ago, just I couldn't have, couldn't have thought of, any, of anything worse. Mm. So, yeah. So I just wanted to, I suppose, acknowledge the importance of community but then also what what men's work has done for me in terms yeah. of getting out you know like seeing like uh being around men that are awesome that are self-aware and wise and caring and loving and supportive and not wanting to, to compete with one another and able to, to 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 share who they are and create environments that make it safe for you know for, well for most men to be able to kind of bring uh the 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 kind of the wholeness of who they are so i just wanted to yeah yeah, that's that's one of the i've had received so many gifts from men's work but now seeing men as safe and supportive and uh well those two things alone has been a massive thing for me so i just thought i'd chuck that one out there too yeah no i love that man like and it is it gets so true it's it is like it's like it is feeling that having that safety and having feeling supported and held in them experiences is absolutely massive. And again, if it's like even if you just bring it into like masculine and feminine that dynamic within it, it's like one of the big things for yourself is like having that purpose that you're focusing on, which is more of that masculine, then the feminine is having that safety and secure and feel feel that you're actually held within that. And a lot of times, like when we don't have that, that's where we're going to be putting up the walls around us, being in that protective mechanism and just holding ourselves back with it. But being able to, like as you said, being in experience, being able to work and peel back them layers for yourself to so understand is like, all right. Why, why do you not feel safe here? It's like, what is it you need? Where can we start working through all of this? And I think, again, the big thing that you said is like actually just putting your hand up and asking for help. Because again, guaranteed, it's like there's so many guys that's like, they know their stuff not right, but you're trying to just lone wolf it. It's just trying to, it's like, ah, oh, yeah. It's like, I keep going through this stuff and hitting these roadblocks. It's like, ah, oh, like it just like, it, you know, there's something deeper there, but you're afraid to actually go into it or you feel weak asking for help or support. Whereas like at the very start, you said is like, you find it easy asking for help, which is massive, but I can know a lot of guys struggle. Um, I'd love you to speak into that for yourself and your relationship with putting your hand up. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know, Finn. Like, I agree. That's that, that's tough for a lot of a lot of men. That's still we're still um, 
we're still we're still taught i believe men are still taught to to be independent and self-sufficient and asking for help is a sign of weakness or failure and i still i still i feel like that's still a big part of us of what's going on for men mm. uh yeah why like it's that's that's a great question i've never actually reflected on why you know and i've got don't get me wrong i've uh, I'm happy to own stuff I struggle with, but I, you know, I'm now also more happy to own stuff I don't struggle with. And yeah, that's never been a, a massive problem, for, never been a massive challenge for me. I'm just thinking like, so I, I have always had that distance from my dad, but I've been really close to my mum and my mum's mm. super high emotional intelligence. And so I've had that, well, I've had that, that role modeling but also that relationship with her to, you know, so I'm super lucky to have um, been, been brought up to, you know, to, to, to connect with how I'm feeling and, and talk about stuff. So yeah. I, you know, in this moment, I'm, I'm kind of get, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's a big part of it. Yeah. And that, I don't know, I have really mum and dad are both super, like super high achievers but really humble and so i guess i'm also thinking that that i'm, I'm assuming i was sort of taught by mum and dad to you know that, that there's nothing wrong with if you're not sure or if you need help with i guess i'm thinking more about probably career and academic stuff uh, but but tra uh, extrapolating that to life that yeah. yeah i guess i was sort of raised that that it's yeah it's, it's okay to kind of ask for help even though i did have my dad who's who's awesome but he's you know he's traditionally in my opinion in a lot of ways he's traditionally masculine and he 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 uh he does tend to go it alone mm -hmm. <laughs> so i that was still that was still kind of role modeled to me but i don't know so yeah, yeah. um but what about, about you what about you with that skill yeah. you know? like i think i think even like as you said it's like it's even though like that was role modeled like from your dad where he was doing your own like whereas if you had like your mom who was like the opposite who had more of that openness and that emotional intelligence which you connected with is like it just shows that if that is there in some degree like that's going to start opening up them pathways and stuff like that whereas like again like unfortunately a lot of people may not have had anyone who had much of that and i know myself is like both parents like they you don't talk about anything you just push it down like you don't talk about you don't air your dirty laundry you just get on with it and stuff and that was a big struggle for me for so long because it was just mirrored that you just get on with it and it's like stop it you just gotta be faced with shit and that's it you just deal with the cards that you're you're drawing um and like i know for myself that's why for so long it's like i hesitated putting my hand up because like it felt weak it felt like you, you should be able to get on with it or you just this is how things go um and even like i know for myself when i did it over the years as i've started being really open and more so sharing my journey um that has stirred up a lot of stuff and like it opened up a lot of really amazing conversations with with my family back home as well and like even in that like one of them was like where like i was speaking with my mother and she was asking it was like why why are you sharing all of this stuff um it's like it's like people it's like you don't need it like people don't need to hear all of this stuff like what you're sharing it's like i'm I was like i'm very like like yourself like it's be, being open being honest and being real with with people um because for so long it's like i didn't put my hand up i didn't ask for help because i never seen it mirrored to me and never see, seen that it was okay and like when i was able to like break through a lot of my own stuff i was like i wanted to be able to be vulnerable to give other men permission to be vulnerable as well and in that conversation it was like when it was like when my mom was like like she was pretty pissed to be honest about like me just sharing more uh, being vulnerable being open and stuff because like it's all about what what do people think and like i just turned around to her i was like i actually don't really care what anybody thinks because i know by me sharing my truth me sharing my story if that gives one person permission to be able to put their hand up and ask for, for help from someone around them then i know it was totally worth it.
And I can know for a fact since doing that, it's like it has actually allowed so many people. I've got so many messages from people who thank me for sharing the story and stuff. And like, we have the work that I do. But it's like, I know it's like by doing that and by being open and vulnerable, that has allowed others to do so and follow suit with it. Because again, for myself, it wasn't mirrored to me growing up as yourself. It's like it wasn't mirrored with your father, but it was with your mother, which probably made it easier for you to do. Um, and I think that's a big one for a lot of guys, like any guys that are listening to this as well. It's like, if you feel it is really hard to ask for help with it, it's it's look around you. Like the, there is that safety, there is that security, which we talked about from finding the people who you connect with. It's like, if you don't, if you're feeling intimidated by certain people, there's like, there's a lot of other people around there. It's just a matter of looking around and feeling who you're connected with and feeling where you feel safe and secure to actually be able to take that first step forward for yourself. And it's one of the things that I do for any man that reaches out to me is like, I make sure to like drill that home is like how big and how huge that first step is for just shooting a message says like, actually, do you want to talk or actually I'm struggling a bit with this? Yeah. Beautiful friend. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, wow. There's so much in that. Um, <laughs> I, I, one of my very early mentors in the men's workspace the first thing he said to me was like when we sort of had a brief chat about you know, I approached him to kind of mentor me and he was like cool and the first thing he said to me was obviously this is his opinion but, but men's work is all about leading with vulnerability so which you know and that's 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 totally a, a massive part of my doctrine really and 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 approach to men's work uh yeah and i just that, that, that those those are the most powerful experiences i've had in with men is seeing men have the courage to get up and just you know just own stuff and talk and share stuff it's just so you know just traumatic and and yeah, and shameful and all that kind of stuff that's so difficult for men to share. And that that and that and that I think that's I think that that actually when I talk about the impact of my first men's circle, that's what it was for me was to see men yeah, yeah, to actually sit with five or six guys and just go, I can't believe I'm sitting here with a bunch of men and they are that they're sharing that kind of stuff. It was so yeah. counter, and it still is so counter in my yeah. opinion to the way men operate. That yeah, so vulnerability is just mm. and like yeah, and so and so I use it like I I, I, you know, I consciously it's a tool, Finn. Like it's all for me. It's always authentic, but I'll I'll if I'm leading something, I'll always early on you know be kind of vulnerable about something just because i th i think that i've just seen it and experienced it so many times the the impact that has on the energy of a group of people when someone has the courage to to be really i mean and this is men and this is anyone of course yeah, too yeah. but for me there's something particularly with men because i think we're, we're saying that, that it's not something that men are you know that that's mm. It's still, in my opinion, culturally more acceptable for women to to share that kind of stuff. So, yeah, vulnerability. Yeah, well, and I I've said this recently. Where was it? I've talked to some people recently about vulnerability being one of my superpowers, which mm. you know, which I, I think it is. It's just uh, I always had the, and I, I could always do that yeah. for for me, but it was usually with women. So I was that. I was that. I was going to say kid, but I was that person that had, you know, I had a lot of female friends mm. uh, early on because it was with women that I felt safe to be able to, to actually, you know, share who I was. And so then, yeah, that, again, a massive gift for me from men's work has been now, well, now I can do it in front of anyone, but it was really, it was men, of course, that, that I had the biggest fear of doing that around. So vulnerability people is... Yeah. uh yeah is is just it, it, it's it's transformational so yeah it really yeah. is and i guess one of the things like it is it's so beautiful about doing like group stuff with men is as guys are able to start letting some of the walls down and being a bit more open and sharing and listening to other people's stories 
it can, like, it's one of the things I hear so often from guys who are pretty new to any sort of this work. It's like, it's really actually like humbling to see that like a lot of people are struggling with a lot of stuff and a lot of people are struggling with a lot of the same stuff. Whereas a lot of guys I feel is like, they think it's like, oh, it's just me that's going through this problem. It's like, it's that whole like comparison nearly is like we compare ourselves to the best bits of other people, whereas we don't actually see what's going on behind closed doors. So it's like, oh, such and such has their shit together. And it's just made us fundamentally fraud. It's made us broke. It's made us doing this here stuff. But when you're in that sea of space and you actually hear what other people are struggling with, it can be really just like, oh, fuck, it actually, it's actually like, it's okay to be where I am. It's okay to be feeling these things. And again, it's just another one to like peel back some of them layers and like allow them walls down a little bit more and like have more of that acceptance of where you are knowing that there is that support out there for you. Totally, Finn. Awesome, beautiful. Yeah, so for me to... That's another thing. So if we're, if we're promoting men's work here, which I understand we are, we're, we're talking about men's organizations, men's groups. I think for me early on, I, I loved it, Finn, but it was really difficult for me early on because it was confronting. Yeah. So, And so my point is that early on, I'd sort of go, you know, it'd be Wednesday night or Thursday night back then. It was like, oh, I kind of... There was that struggle of, I know it's really awesome, but it's it's confronting and it's hard. And I'd sort of be going, it's just so easy for me not, not to go. And I'd go along. And in the early days, it took me a while to be able to share stuff. I just went because I was listening to, and I was just so in awe of, of, mm. of other men sharing their, their, their stuff. But that's one thing for me that for any, any man that hasn't experienced a men's circle and is thinking about it or a men's gathering in some way, is just even if you say nothing for me to be able to sit and there's there's rarely a story that another man shares that I don't connect with at least in some way and I think that's yeah that's for me <clears throat> and for me too and this is still something I struggle with I'm much better at it Finn but if I'm going through a, a dark period if I'm struggling with whatever if I feel down on myself uh I and, I and this is a, a common thing I hear from a lot of men. I think I think people in general, but but from men is, um, yeah. I, I so for me it's like I, I just things get on top of me and I I, I get consumed by it. And I I'm, I'm I'm thinking to myself, no one you know no one understands what I'm going through, which is absolute bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like you know I go to a, a circle and 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 even you know even before I say something, someone else has already said something that just goes, fuck yeah, like that's, <laughs> it's the same, it's, this is really similar and that on its own for, mm. for me has in, can be really, just really powerful to kind of go, uh, it's, it's, this is good for me to let go of, of my poor old me story because it's rubbish because, well, aside from the fact that everyone's usually struggling with some, something, yeah. you know, at, at, no matter what where they are in life, just to be able to sit in a men's circle and and share and, 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 sorry, and hear other men being vulnerable and being straight up about, in particular with their struggles, just um, uh, the, yeah, the, the being able to connect and what I find often the commonality between everyone's stories that has a real sense of that that galvanizes for me that sense of of community and belonging mm. that's beautiful man like it is yeah. like it's it is it's such an amazing experience to be able to uh, like you like sit in that space as well as facilitate that space and see see guys being able to just change so many aspects of themselves as they're able to peel back them theirs and be more open and connected with themselves um so yeah i really appreciate it. like your like your whole viewpoint and all of that is yeah super interesting to i can love it love these conversations totally but i think from here like i'd love to shift shift it up for the last bit of the the conversation is apart from the whole aspect of like sitting in circle and like talking things out and just sharing and stuff like that is like what is the other things or different tools or different aspects that you have found that have been really beneficial for yourself and your own journey to utilize um like i know for me like there's like breath work like movement and um, ice baths all of these different things are like a really big tools that's in my my own medicine pouch but i'd love to know like what's like the big things that has helped you shift the most yeah thanks finn so 
I reckon for me, mentoring is actually the number one thing. Mm. Yeah, so um, I've tried, yes, what am I going to say? So I really, I'm very, I'm very verbal. So, so yeah, talking is really, I've got friends, male and female, and I've certainly experienced a lot of kind of somatic stuff and experiential stuff in mm. a lot of ways. And, uh, and I'm grateful for those experiences, but I'm, I'm so kind of, like I, I'm super hardwired cognitively in that really masculine mm. kind of left brain way, which, uh, which, which I'm really grateful for, and I think that's an asset for me. And I've definitely been doing stuff to explore how I function beyond that. But yeah, I've never um, talking to people and here and and like really yeah like finding mentors i really mm. think that's and, and and therapy so it, and it's all been talk therapy you know as in counseling yeah. yeah. like not sort of other kind of different forms of therapy so yeah look that yeah i i've been on a journey recently to try and upskill myself mm. in non like non-cognitive non-verbal ways of working with well with men and women but men in particular because you know i'm so i'm so uh cognitively hardwired but i can't think of anything like exercise is a, is a key um lifestyle um choice I or, or yeah 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 lifestyle choice for me mm. or, or tool it's, it's a key tool for me but that's been ever since i was a teenager so <clears throat> That hasn't, you know, that that's always been the case for me. But that's that's definitely a go-to for me as a way of, of really working through a period when I'm stuck. Yeah. But aside from that, it's just talking about how I'm feeling, getting other people's perspectives, and yeah, mentoring's been a massive thing for me. And and I I still I receive and give mentoring to mm. quite a number of people. So. I reckon, yeah, the, the number one standout for me in response to that question, Finn, is, is mentoring. So, yeah, yeah mentoring and exercise. Yeah. Uh, so mentoring, therapy and exercise are yeah. <laughs> probably my trifecta for yeah. moving forward. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. And I can think the big thing that I'm getting from all of that is, is like finding what works for you specifically because we're all different we're all different like whereas like as you work more in that cognitive it's like being able to speak things out having people that having that soundboard being able to analytically process in that way like it's absolutely huge and um, whereas other people like the the need to go more of the somatic or more of the embodiment way like but it's finding what works for you no matter who you are like even like as you were speaking it was like it just had a flashback of like a, one of the Tim, Tim Ferriss podcasts that I was listening to where he shares his big open experiences about the work that he does. And like, we all know like with the, with the therapy that he chooses, he, he works a lot with like different aspects of plant medicine, psilocybin, all of these different tools that he really utilizes and connects with to heal a lot of his past traumas. But his guest that he was speaking to, she's very much like, she is like, um, like that doesn't work for her. She needs to talk it all through. And like it's like it was a beautiful conversation here on both sides of them. And it's like because both of them were doing exactly what they needed for themselves, but both of them were completely polar opposite with that. And it's a beautiful reminder for us all to kind of explore and figure out and find what it is that we really sit with and really gel with. And that's that's gonna be the things that you can connect with to utilize for yourself. Um yeah, what about you, Finn? So are you partly kind of somatic and partly cognitive in terms of, of yeah. yeah yeah and like I feel like I go through waves of both where like like as like I'm very I can big one is like my big staple is like I need to have the physical aspect of it so like the physical practice of like moving my body the physical practice of breath work and like these different like practices that like really gets me into my body because if I don't have them foundations, then that puts me in more of that cognitive word, just going through, rolling through my brain, my, my head so much. Whereas by having that physical practices allows me to like 
get out of my head so it can then drop into more of a grounded space and then that actually allows me to go deeper with the talk side of stuff and um, whereas if I don't have them physical practices and just like spinning cogs in the talking and um, so it's like I guess like I have a nice kind of balance between both of them I find that works for me and I can know when when I'm off within myself or when I'm like stuck in a cycle stuck in a, an a unhealthy pattern or story and stuff it's like because things have shifted and I may have like moved away or sabotaged myself from stepping away from some of them really specific practices that I utilize and that really help with me um yeah like it's it's yeah like it's a nice kind of mix between both but yeah yeah awesome yeah I think me saying that well so I guess just as you're saying so clearly exercise is is physical for me of course and I guess I just never really because that's been a constant for me Uh, yeah I guess I hadn't really reflected on again that, that's a, that's a big circuit breaker for me when you talk about that whole cognitive well so well I do actually meditate but that's so I, yeah that's sort of like only five or ten minutes a day that's a, that's a good thing that that that's good for me but exercise is really my circuit breaker uh, and and getting out into, into the bush to exercises so I, I trail run and and crossfit. And had lots of martial arts, but yeah, so partly being in nature, yeah. uh, and, but so, so definitely moving my body. Yeah, I guess it's just, um, I hadn't actually really reflected that much because it, I've been doing it since I was a teenager. Yeah, uh, it's just such a yeah whereas, of course, yeah, the kind of breath work is, is particularly big at the moment. Uh, and yeah, yeah, so me kind of saying that. That, that talking I feel is kind of it's not that sexy at the moment but you know but that's how it is for me so yeah. I don't have any crazy yeah. uh, sort of somatic practice for me it's just it's yeah. exercise and, and talking yeah. and mentoring yeah like and I think that's a big one as well that I see so often um, with guys that I'm connecting with and that come into my field and stuff like that is like because again, I think I got caught in that trap a little bit like a few years back. It's like where I was like looking outside of myself with more of them somatic experiences, like with the breath work, with the big cathartic releases, with the plant medicine, with all of them other things. Like these were things that I was using to fix myself or to have this breakthrough. And like you'd have these big aha moments and these big realizations in it, or you'd like release all of this this shit that you've been holding on to. But after the experiences like there's not enough emphasis put on how to actually integrate that back in and then a month down the track you're just back to square one because like you had this experience but you didn't bring it back into your day to day you didn't like cognitively bring it through and process it through your whole belief systems and your subconscious patterns and stuff like that so then it's like it's it it doesn't really land in whereas like i feel like that's a big a really really big aspect of what i really kind of try to encourage guys to look at is like yeah like if you go through them ones they're for, they're awesome really awesome but it's like how is it affecting your day-to-day? How is that, how are you bringing the lessons you learned back into your day-to-day to start shifting and grounding in with the changes that you want to see for yourself? And like, again, I think that's where there's that nice marriage between having both sides of it. Whereas like, I know there's a lot of people that are just chasing more of the big experiences, but they're not doing the groundwork with the talk therapy work with all of more of that integration work. Um, yeah, like I think, yeah, it's good. Yeah, beautiful, cool, Finn. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that there's that trap that I see, which is really what you're saying, which is you kind of almost sort of go from workshop to workshop, and you and you have a workshop, and and they're often awesome. But I think for me, a big part of it is just having a bunch of people coming together, and there's something there's there's an energy about that. It kind of almost doesn't matter what happens. That alone, I think, can be really addictive in my experience. So it's easy to sort of, yeah, and then you come away from that on a high for a while. And then, yeah, if you say nothing, uh, there's no really, there's no integration and change from it. And so yeah. people jump from kind of workshop to workshop. Yeah. Uh, and then as, just as you were talking, the other thing I thought too was men's work for me, Finn, like I think it's been like years of sitting with, in situations where I felt safe to be able to, to to bring my you know my wounding my shadow 
those, the stuff that I'm ashamed of and fearful of and don't admit to people on a weekly or fortnightly basis to be able to bring that for years. And so I think my, my point is this self-acceptance that has resulted from regularly sharing stuff that I'm ashamed of and embarrassed about, even if it's just talking in circle, not even running through some sort of process to look at it, but just to be able to, mm. rather than what I think, again, you know, as a generalisation, a lot of people do, you know, and social media is a great example, that we tend to curate our image. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not beyond that by any means yet, totally. But, yeah, yeah rather than putting on that, that, that face and that mask of who we want to be, mm. And yeah, sitting in circle with 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 good men, and and for years being able to talk about that stuff—that's probably that's that's one of the most um, beneficial yeah. techniques, I suppose, I've used to to yeah. kind of heal myself of just just being able to just say to guys, yeah, this is this is I've struggled with this thing or or that thing, and to be able to repetitively share that has just allowed me to feel much more at peace with the parts of myself that I'm ashamed of. Mm, yeah, so true, so true. Like, and, <clears throat> like, just as you were sharing that, like the thing that was kind of popping up for me is like the importance of like, it's going deep instead of going wide. Whereas like a lot of people like to dabble, dabble, dabble. But it's like, as soon as it starts getting to that uncomfortable thing, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to this shiny object, just going to go to this shiny object. And like, they're literally like, they're not allowing themselves to go deep with it. Whereas like, as you said, having that consistent showing up, being in that space, allowing yourself to feel really safe and secure, that's going to allow you to start dropping into more of them deeper, deeper aspects of there. Whereas I get again, it's like, the world that we live in is that looking people looking for the quick fix people looking getting caught up with the shiny objects as a god got to go here 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 and then like the wondering why they're not changing the like the big fundamentals with it because they're not actually giving themselves an opportunity to do so and it's like one of the things i do myself and like i recommend to a lot of all the guys that i work with is, is like be really mindful of what you consume <laughs> be it true books true audiobooks true podcasts true social media true courses workshops all of these things and like make sure you're actually giving yourself like big breaks of time away from all of that stuff so you can actually spend a bit of time just sitting in your own stuff because again it's one of the things is like if there is core woundings deeply buried in there we can just get busy crowded out with all of the other stuff rather than allowing ourselves to actually drop in totally agree mate sounds good finn awesome good mm. philosophy yeah no man it's so interesting like and it is like it's it's such a beautiful experience to be able to to like yeah be, go into it from so many different avenues but like i think like the conversation like that we've been having like it's just really interesting to like for guys like there's so many ways to do it so it's like fine, it comes back to it's like finding what works for you, finding where you feel safe and putting your hand up and just taking that step, the first step forward. Like you don't have to like be trying to figure it's like, right, this is where I need to be, this is what I have to do. It's just taking that first step forward, putting your hand up and just start off slow with it, but just being consistent. Totally. I think that's the big thing that I can really take from the conversation. Yeah, totally. And, and then also find a... You know, a men's circle or a men's group, whatever it is for you to partly have that community, which is, as we've said, is super important to me, but also to have that, that uh, well, and, and to have men that do masculinity differently compared to my perspective on it and, and to be able to, yeah, to be able to regularly just talk about what's going on for you, the real stuff that's going on for you. That's how yeah. I see it. Yeah, awesome, man sweet so like yeah like i think to finish up the conversation with it is like where can where can people find you um and like, have you any like offerings or any of the work that you do you specifically say like you do a bit of mentoring and stuff yeah thanks finn i just ben, ben butfield on social media that's 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 probably the best way at the moment i'm working as an occupational therapist doing mentoring with young fellas doing mental health stuff with young fellas at the moment uh, i think as i said to you before i am in the process of doing some study and, and moving into you know mentoring beyond that in different ways mm. i'm not quite doing that yet but if people want to reach out um we have 
not-for-profit, so the Southern Men's Gathering is happening November 12th to the 14th. I'm one of the two co-founders for that. This is our third year coming up this year. So uh, the, like a, well, I see it as, as a South, the South Australian uh, annual men's gathering, and that's what we're working towards it growing more and more into. So the Southern Men's Gathering. So again, you, you'll find that on Facebook and website or reach out to me. Yeah. Um, that's really it, Phil, I reckon. Thank you. Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, like, we'll make sure to um, drop them links and stuff like that in the show notes. And yeah, like, again, I just want to say a massive thank you for, for your time and being able to share your story. And yeah, it's been such an interesting conversation. My pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me on, Finn. And we're doing the same thing. So I really respect, you know, your initiative and what I perceive as your role in, in the cultural change around masculinity. I, yeah, yeah it, it's... Uh, it's my sense of purpose and it's always awesome to connect with other men that share the same sense of purpose. So much respect to you, brother. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. My pleasure.